You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we continue our look back at the 60s with Billy Wilder's The Apartment. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Gallen. How you doing, Brian? I am good. How about okay. yourself? I'm great, man. All right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have with this director of photography, Mike Griggs. He's at it again. Jared always doing stuff over there. Yeah. I mean, hey, All what's going on? Hey. <laughs> we also have costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, I got a case of the giggles, and we're talking about 1960s, The Apartment. Which is good you have the giggles, because this is a funny movie, man. It's, it's very amusing. It was not what I was expecting, and it was very refreshing and beautiful, and I need to watch more Jack Lemmon movies, because, wow, this is a really My fun God, movie. What? You need to watch more Jack Lemmon movies. How many Jack Lemmon movies have you seen before? Yeah, like, apparently, I can count them on, like, I don't know, two, maybe? I, I know I've seen Grumpy Old Men. Right. Just the first one. Gr- oh, Grumpy Earl. I've seen that. Okay, so that's two. <laughs> oh, uh, all right, so I'm up to three. So what, 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 I don't know. It's, it's less than five. You're missing uh, the at least, couple? like, uh, yeah, okay. All right. We're going to do all I, the Walter Matthau. I've heard Mathal. of it. Haven't, all haven't heard of Walter it, but Mathal, I've seen Jack it. Jack Lemmon I've, I've, movies. I've heard of it, haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, fuck, what's the one with Brent Spinner where they're on the goddamn Spiner? Uh, Brent Spiner where they're on the ship? Fuck. Out to sea. Uh, out to sea. Holy shit. I grew up on Walter Matthau, Jack Lemmon movies, bro. Obviously. (laughs) I I think I have seen that, but I don't don't remember it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, very, very good. Are you guys familiar with uh, Billy Wilder as a director and a writer? Honestly, no. No, No. I think this is my first first jam with him. Yeah. I mean, I've seen because he didn't. He do some Marilyn Monroe movies, so I've, I'm like he did some slightly, like it hot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've seen two of them, the most but not of them. really. Oh, like I don't think I funny. saw them like like as an adult working in film kind of. You know? Yeah, he he did Seven Year Itch, the famous one with Marilyn Monroe oh, yeah. and the yeah. white dress. Oh. Yeah, and it gets oh, blown really? up. Yeah, so, he did that. So, 
so that's why the, the Marilyn Monroe reference was, uh, is like really way more poignant because he actually has worked with her. <laughs> well, yeah, the year before this movie came out, the first time he worked with Jack Lemmon was Some Like It High, ah. which starred Marilyn Monroe. That's amazing. And he had a terrible time with her. And talked a bunch oh, of shit wow. about her in the press. <laughs> and was like, this actress never shows up late. She fucking never is on time. Fucking shit. It's a good thing she's pretty. Yeah, and so he made her made her caricatured very ditzy in this. <laughs> oh, that's very talking to your mother. That's very sweet. <laughs> Just drunk. <laughs> did you guys? Uh, I guess okay. The first time I, I watched this, did you guys have the the thought of like, why are they going to an apartment instead of a hotel? No. No. It didn't cross my mind, but now it does. Mm. Why? Oh. No. Yeah, no. I think it makes sense to go to an apartment because these oh. men are trying Paper to... Paper trail. Yeah. No, because these <laughs> men are like... <laughs> right, that's the problem in this situation, the paper trail. <laughs> no, you cover your tracks, right, Kristen? Listen, buddy boy. <laughs> no, because look, okay, so like if a, if a man is like... You know, you know. Let me buy you a drink and get a hotel room. You're like, hold on, what the fuck? Like, I'm not a hooker. But he's like, right, hey, I have. Right, a, right. Let me buy you a drink and I have an apartment here in the city because most people don't, you know, live yeah. like live right in the city. They usually live in the outskirts or in the suburbs or something. No, like that says I'm successful and I'm welcoming and I'm, you know, the, let me take you to my other home. Like, you know, that makes it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's a different level of validity. Yeah. Well, I got really curious. I looked this up, and the reason <laughs> that they don't go to a hotel is because at the time, there were like vice detectives that worked at hotels called hotel detectives what? or hotel dicks. What? And they literally Fucking would make dicks sure hotels. that. <laughs> that <laughs> God damn it, tricks. <laughs> 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 they would make sure that uh, you would actually spend the night at the hotel. You could not get the hotel for an hour. Interesting. Or they would kick you out. If you showed up with a woman that wasn't, they suspected wasn't your wife, they would check your fucking ID. And if your last names weren't the same, you're out. Hmm. That's crazy. Holy shit. Because they were wor- hotels were worried about like becoming a brothel or oh, being. Wow. I mean, that makes. I'm not gonna say it makes sense, but it kind of makes sense. I mean, we there's an earlier sort of rendition of that where there was just like a. I don't think they were like police. I think it was just like a group of self-righteous people who would go around and when they suspected people were having an affair they would actually like break down the door and like storm in and see who it was and if they would drag them out into the street for everyone to see that was like in the late shame they've been doing that since uh since the bible days so they might as well do it again in new york city i guess two thousand years later bunch of bitches but now they've got badges so it's fine shame They have badges. It's 100 percent badges. <laughs> it's the law, it okay? Better. Yeah, so it's it was totally better. fine now. Cool. Yeah, they're just following the law. I think a better question isn't why didn't they go to the hotel? It's how come their neighbors just thought it was one guy the whole time and no one ever caught right? any of the yeah. other fuck. Like, like that, I think. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun like farce kind of thing. Like so, it works in the movie. But like if we're if we're gonna ask questions here that's that's the real question yeah for all the like you kept me up all night i didn't sleep a single wink how the fuck did she not see the parade of men that were going through this parade of women right always coming in with the uh champagne bottles and the glasses (laughs) right right maybe she thought that he was like you know a swinger he went both ways you know he was he was taking everybody on 
Like, it, it didn't matter who was coming through that door. It was all for him. Man, that's really <laughs> progressive. That does, that does not make it better. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what they're like, look, look son, you need to slow down or you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> there are givers and takers in this world. <laughs> yeah, the, the doctor, the, the old lady next door, his wife, they're great. Oh, they're, they're, they're really good characters. Yeah. They really help the comedy flow uh, once the movie starts getting a little bit more serious in the second half. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you get to laugh during suicide? Oh, he's smacking the shit out of that <laughs> dude, dude, right? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, slap, slap, slap. Oh, okay, he's probably done. Wait, no. she's starting to come around. Slap, slap. Oh, wow, that's that seems excessive. Slap, slap like, again. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Who, who is that? Who is that? Come on, now tell me. Smack it. Like, oh, he hit fuck. her like 12 times. I was just like, fucking hell, dude. Uh, fucking Baxter had to like leave the room. He's like, hold on, yeah. it's getting a little brutal in here. Like, <laughs> I did like that because that that is what kind of separates it from not not feeling like a oh here we go again the sixties beating the shit out of some women. <laughs> <laughs> like it is nice that Jack uh, Jack Lemmon's character sees it and he's just like oh man I can't even watch this. Yeah, this is pretty hardcore. Well, I mean you got to keep her up, man. I guess is that how, is that what they do for people? They take too many sleeping pills. Well, I mean, I think. Currently, what they do is also pretty brutal to revive somebody who's taken too many sleeping pills. Like if you get your stomach pumped, because um, I think that's what they would do if you took too many sleeping pills. Now, slap you in the face like twelve times. Uh, I would. I don't know. I would almost would rather be slapped in the face twelve times than get a, my stomach pumped. Oof. Well, they pumped her stomach when they went to the bathroom. That's what he. That's what the hose with the bulb yeah. on it was. So they yeah. pumped her stomach. And then he beat the shit out of her. <laughs> I did love the comment like 20 minutes later when he was like, do you want some coffee? Oh, wait, no, you had a lot of coffee last yeah. night. Like, oh, I don't have any coffee left. Yeah, d- different time, different time. Yeah, a, d- a time where apparently you need a whole last person whose entire job is to push the button for you in the elevator. Dude, what is that about? <laughs> Your floor, sir. Like... You're not even like you're like you know the old old days where they had like the, the little like right, lever right. that they would flip like, or whatever, and you would actually have to operate. There's not a gate that they're like closing yeah, or anything. No. They're literally just standing there to push the fucking button. Like, hey man, that's upscale. And you the, can't trust the commoners to know which you button know, to push. Look, you, you, we got to have jobs for women to do. You know, so I mean, they, they, they either sit at a desk or you know writing up like fucking schedules and shit, hitting buttons in elevators. That's that's if what, you can't that's spell, what, but you can push yeah, numbers. That's right. It's exactly. Yeah, you got a couple options. <laughs> There's hope for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but there are still elevator operators, and they're men, so. <laughs> yeah, but there, there's not also, like, a, a person <laughs> down below that's like, all right, elevators, uh, let's go up, shut those doors. <laughs> there was, like, a, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, an elevator director. Well, maybe maybe well, there she would have to be. There's she how many people keeping the flow. Maybe that that is what it is. Like, hey, look, yeah. come on, get off. We got we got to get this going. Yeah, maybe yeah. they had too many people who were like, let's hold the doors, and like kept running and you know disrupting everything. And mm-hmm. they, needed I mean, work. yeah, no, like the the whole opening voiceover is like thirty seven thousand people working this That's fucking building, was. and he's That's like, insane. we yeah. have ten minutes. Like every like we only work till five forty, and so that because if everyone got off at the same time, then like the elevator rush would be ridiculous. That's yeah, maybe that's the of. problem with our traffic currently. Like, maybe we still right. need, we need to bring these people back. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all you people trying to leave at five thirty, like My just God. leave yeah. at five forty-five, guys. Come on, it's fine. <laughs> It'll be you'll be okay. Come in fifteen minutes later. 
America, we, we, we've shown that you can't get on elevators on your own. <laughs> or expressways. Yeah, it's, we're just not great at it. We, we need to bring these people back. And efficiency experts. Yes, I like that. Efficiency experts. Man, yes, that's, that's, that's a, a good, good term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you would also call a bathroom attendant? Like the people who are standing around in there, they're just like, come on, let's keep it moving, like, keep it moving. Like, bro, bro, you've been standing in that urinal way too long. Here's some paper towels and a mint. Can I have some soap in between these two things? Like, I don't understand. They give it to you like you're taking communion. They just drop it on your tongue as you're walking by. Yeah. <laughs> that's not where paper towels go, bro. <laughs> I love how everyone in this movie is like a miss or mister. Like there is, there's almost no like first name basis until they're like fucking. Well, people, people were proper back then, man. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to make this into like a, a non-binary statement. And I was like, I don't think oh. there's like a gender neutral term though. Is there? Hello, mix. Mix, mix. I don't, I don't know. MX. Yeah. How do you pronounce the gender neutral non-binary mm. I think term? I it's Mmm, lady. Mmm, <laughs> man, let's really hope it's not that. Otherwise, like, <laughs> oh my god, you just look at somebody go, mmm. <laughs> sexual harassment suit. Speaking of sexual harassment suit, that one guy, like, uh, I can't remember his name. The guy was like Sonny Boy or whatever. The whole time, he smacked the damn girl on her ass when he was leaving the damn elevator. She kind of gets back at him a little bit, but damn, just blatant in front of everybody. Just don't give a fuck. Just wait. Are you talking about Roy Walston? Is that his name? Yeah, with the serious Miguel Ferrer vibes. Like I was like, hang on, wait, wait. wait I thought from I thought Ray was the uh, isn't that the guy that takes home the Marilyn Manson? Uh, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. <laughs> she cuts back and she's got all this like paint on her face oh and shit. God. Like holy shit, that's a different oh. movie right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's at a BDSM club in the sixties. <laughs> They're still playing. I would totally watch zombie. that movie. That sounds amazing. It's like it's like the beautiful people with big band, like kind of jazz. <laughs> oh, the beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the, that that actor, it's a, it's the guy. that's my favorite Martian. That guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah, I see it now. Yeah. I mean, what's the uh, what's the teen comedy he did? Um, the real famous one, the abortion subplot. Uh, Fast Time at Ridgemont Whoa. High. Oh, there you go. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, he's the teacher that uh, Sean Penn keeps ordering like pizzas and gets them delivered to class. All right, so we need to put Fast Time at Richmond High on the podcast yep. list. That's yep. what I'm getting yes, from the glazed yep. look. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. Aware of it, but never actually experienced. Oh, really? We should do. We could do like an Same. abortion month or something. Oh, fun. <laughs> right. I'm always Let's here not make it a Sean Penn month. <laughs> an abortion month sounds way more fun. <laughs> well, if we could find, like, Brian, are there any, like, like movies like this one? Like, this made suicide fun. Can we find one that makes abortion? <laughs> suicide fun? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the only other suit. Wow. Mm. Wow. We kind of did it. Did you, did you enjoy it, right? Way you to go, it, right? Billy Wilder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dead no, men on campus. On. So, sort of, sort of that on that note. Um, but no, sort of on that note, I actually really enjoyed how they handled suicide in this movie because I think well, I think Brian made the comment that this movie couldn't be made today, and there are a lot of reasons that it couldn't be made today. But one of the things that really stood out to me is how this 
they handle this girl and her heartbreak with such compassion and she kills she tries to kill herself over this heartbreak and people aren't like oh my god you're so stupid he's an idiot like you deserve like you know people now are so dismissive or they're like oh my god you almost killed yourself let's put you in a hospital for a month until you're you know like it's two extremes and here they're just like oh my god like she's just hurting and let's just take care of her she just needs some love and some community you know mm. and I actually really enjoyed that and, yeah. and you're that's a Another reason that I don't think this would be made today is because we treat this both heartbreak and suicide with such extreme reactions. And I don't want to downplay it. Like, obviously, you know, for anyone listening and you're considering suicide, please get help or something. But, I, you know, it's it's I don't know. It was kind of refreshing to see that. Do you think that uh, like them bringing up that she cut her hair is like an early symptom of her like, you know, because it felt like on the second viewing that they were really pushing on that. It was like, oh, you, 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 you cut your hair. And I was like, hmm, is this trying no, to say that she's depressed? That felt that to way? me more like that was just like a, a way to show that several people are observant of her and notice her on a consistent, continual basis. Also, hmm. it, uh, it was a, like this is very trying to get the time. Also, women are known when they break up with someone, they cut their hair. So there's mm. a lot going on there. Mm. Oh, damn. Okay. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would agree with both of you guys. Yeah. That 100%. sounds like the subtext that was implied that I missed. Yeah, that's that's good. That, I don't know. The movie's got a lot of really good, like, good reveals and keeping certain characters in the dark at certain times where characters are, like, talking. They're talking to each other, but they're talking about different things, and neither, neither one's listening to the other one. <laughs> and the comedy that comes from that, and also, like, I don't know, it's just some of the heartbreak that the characters are not picking up on. I don't know. It, it is done really well in this movie. It, 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 that fine line between laughter and, and crying. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed like that scene where she realizes that um, Mr. Sheldrake has lied to her again uh, at yeah. the Christmas party. And she's oh, so heartbroken. And Jack Lemmon like, doesn't notice he's so oblivious because he's just so happy to be talking to her. And then he has his own heartbreak moment when he realizes that she's the girl with the broken mirror. Dude, that's mirror. so good. Oh, Dude. my God. It's so great. Yeah. Like, again, again, face. Yeah. We, don't, we couldn't make that today. I, don't, I can't think of a single movie really? that, has that, that has that sort of nuance and that sort of like personal so humanity. No, it, it no great. it's great. Yeah. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Well, every little thing that they do sets up and play, uh, pays off. Like they don't introduce anything that it doesn't pay off throughout the entire film. Yeah, that's like true. All, all the all the little beats, every everything comes back, even to the point where he goes in and and like he puts the kettle on the stove, and you see him light the stove with the match, and then later yeah. on there's a gas. Every little bitty thing that they show in this movie pays off. It's just really, really, really well done and well well written. Okay, all right. So we have a lot of well written things. What about for the opener? <laughs> Oh, I'm, here just we gonna, go. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play the other side of it. It felt like the first like six to eight minutes we just we're just watching Jack Lemon live. Was that intriguing to you guys? Was that interesting? Was that kind of boring? Because I was like, okay, like all right, we get it. Like he's 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 alone. Cool. I like it. it. It sort of shows you his personality. It's very quick moving. It kind of reminded me of Manhattan, Woody Allen's Manhattan mm. that we just watched. Mm. It sets up okay. that they're in New York. It sets up his personality. It sets up that, yeah, he doesn't have a lot going for him. And so when he gets up the nerve to ask out the elevator girl to a movie, like this is a big deal. Like we understand who yeah. he is and we understand also what is going on with the men using his apartment and how he just doesn't really have a life. You know, he's like, Oh, you want me to, to go sit on a park bench at 4am? Sure. 
I guess I can do that. <laughs> Even though I ate a sleeping pill, <laughs> right. which sets up that for later. All of it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you talking about like when he's when he's trying to like move the, move the dates around and all that kind of stuff? Are you talking about that whole oh, section? I like that I just, too. I thought that no. was great. Yeah, oh, I guess that's brilliant. More specifically, what I'm I'm like yeah. oh, okay, all right, all right. The interactions between like him, like the way they set up like his character relating with these old other guys that are like above him, and the way he's groveling and trying to like work with them that's all great i'm more talking about like when he finally gets into his own fucking apartment there's like these really really long takes where he's like cooking his tv dinner and it's just sitting in the fucking kitchen and he's like working at the stove and then he's like doing the sink and he's getting a drink and he's like doing all these things and there's it's just where like it feels like maybe more more modernly they would give like three or four cuts and make those shots like eight seconds like dinner drink movie show it's like all right let's let this shit play for like two minutes i understand what you're saying but i think it works because instead of making it quick and neat like yes it's a routine but also it's boredom and he's just kind of clicking back and forth and and you can see that he's not really enjoying himself even though he is yeah, I, I don't know if that makes sense. I think like what would have been done in a modern take, like what you're talking about, would have been done so fast, and it just would have set up really quickly that you know he just goes home and he watches a movie, and that's his life, and the end. And with this, you get more again, more personality. You get more of like, yeah, he's content, but he's not, and he's looking for change, but he's not, and this is his apartment, but it's not, and he's not really comfortable, even though he's a happy person. You think that the slowness of those moments was intentional for you to be like slowness bro man i don't think it th- I don't think <laughs> I it's mean, that slow i mean like i, I get what you're saying but i think crazy. it's really cool like i said that's how we get those moments like i said where he actually he's like he lights the stove he does he's setting up all these beats and i love how it's it's it, this widescreen and you're like he just feels so alone and small in the frame all the time like in his apartment and everything yeah okay know, but that's, just, that, it's, that's it's setting up tone and vibe that's what i'm asking though like do you think those moments could have been communicated in a quarter of the time or do you think they deserved and merited the amount of screen time that they gave to those very mundane moments? Do you think it, it okay, deserved to be that long? They're not mundane moments. Those are all good. Those they're, are, they're specifically they're, – they're absolutely yeah. mundane moments. Well, I'm saying – I'm not they're, saying they shouldn't be mundane. I'm saying do you think they yes. needed to be that long? Yes, yes because it's, it's set up. It's all set up so that when he has uh, the girl in his apartment and they're actually he's actually living in his apartment, it's to compare and contrast that. I think you need that time. You need to see how he's living. And, and could you just show something really, really quick in a couple of seconds? Yeah, but then that's – and that's what I'm saying. I don't know that this movie – I think you're right. This movie couldn't necessarily be made today because we would, we would 100% cut that out. There's a lot of moments in here that could be cut out for efficiency, but – but they are so important for the story that I, th- I love that they left them in. It gives you time to actually love the character, like to get to know these people, feel like you, like you have a little bit more time with it, you know, to kind of like learn everything. So, so things hit a little harder later because you've actually spent some time with these yeah, people. Yeah, you get to live in there with him. You get to live in his world. Yeah, I think it would have been shot differently, but like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about that scene when he's coming into, that, uh, coming into his apartment and we're seeing it for the first time. Yeah, he's, he's making dinner, but he's also like cleaning up all these liquor bottles and like he's just always, yeah. he's always moving and doing stuff and it's also giving us information about what happened and and the situation that he's in and like the mundane stuff, like setting the stove up. That's just, 
it seems mundane in the moment, but that's information that we need for later. That yeah, that they're off. telling us visually without going like, oh, I gotta make sure I hit the pilot light on the gas stove. I gotta make sure I remember that. That would be terrible. I mean, we, it would speed the scene up if he did that while cleaning up the bottles, but I don't know. It's not good. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm asking. Like, cause cause I was watching those moments and I was like, also doing something else because I was like. Cool, I get it. He's in his house and he's cleaning shit up. Got it. Cool. Let me go get some fucking popcorn because literally nothing is happening. <sighs> Mike, you like got to let all that shit go seconds. and you got to like fall into something. <laughs> you got to like live in the world that they're creating for you. You can't walk away and go get popcorn. You need but to that's precisely the- my point. <laughs> I, as a modern viewer, was watching this 1960s movie and saying, I don't care about what's going on because I got the information in a fraction of the time that they are dedicating to what they're trying to convey to me as a modern viewer is that just me as a modern viewer watching it or do you think that's actually integral to the plot in such a way that like you need to feel the mundanity of this moment it's integral it's your issue as a modern viewer yeah and i don't know you don't want to cut all your flavor out of your movie too like not every scene needs to be just like what is the core thing what is the person trying to get what's the motivation for this what are we just showing like it I don't know. You need a little f- character in a movie. You need the well, details. Well, sure. There's a balance between tone and time and the amount of time that it takes to get those tonal moments yeah. and the details that are conveyed. That's that's fair. Yeah. Okay. And I, I get what you... Okay. I actually really enjoyed him flipping back and forth on the TV stations. <laughs> because I thought it was great. Yeah. Because, again... He's not, it's not, he's, yeah, there's so much going on there, first of all, but like, he's not just sitting there like, oh, let me just sit and watch TV and this is great and this is fine and this is, you know, you know, the end, Um, (laughs) which you could have gotten. Yes, you're right. No, the fact that he sits there and he like switches it like multiple times and he reacts to it multiple times. I think it says a lot about his character and who he is and what he's looking for and where the movie's going to go. He doesn't have any like joy interaction there, and he's wanting to eat while watching something. And it's like every time he goes to take a bite, it's just fucking infomercial. And he gets excited when he hears everybody's going to be in it. You see his face change. Oh, this is going to be great. But I have to eat during fucking commercials or some <laughs> fucking ridiculous no, fucking no, fight no. scene. No, he, like, he, he turns on the movie. He's excited for the fucking movie. And they're like, a word from our sponsors. He's like, yeah. cool. I'm going to see what the fuck else is on. He switches and he, channels. And yeah. then he gets back to the movie. And then, all right, another word from our alternate sponsors. Do yeah. you have wobbly dentures? He's like, God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, cool, fuck, fuck this shit. I don't, I don't need to watch this. Yeah, I thought that was great. No, I loved yeah. it, man. Billy Wilder, the only person I've ever met that hates TV more than me. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, he hates, he hates okay. cowboy that's, films, too. That's <laughs> 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 it's like, he was brutal to him. He's like, watching two, and they're like, nope, not even. Nope. We only no. got three channels, man. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> fuck these cowboy films. <laughs> Was one of those films? Sta- I think one of them was Stagecoach, the John Ford movie. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I think so. Yeah, where there uh, there was a like taking over the stage. Yeah, the scene. black and white yes. revenue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I wasn't sure. Speaking speaking of like cleaning up, do you find it weird that like you can just put your recycling out in the hallway, and then I guess because it's I mean, only gla- it's only glass. Yeah, it was only like, the glass. Na- the neighbor did it later. They're only putting glass no, stuff out okay, in the hallway. Okay, so that's that's a pretty normal thing for certain types of apartment buildings where you you don't take your trash somewhere like you put it outside your door. And like someone comes and picks and it up, someone like, comes by and gets it. That still happens today. Like a, my best friend has a, has a building like that where everybody's wow. trash lines up outside, and someone takes it like every 
also or every third night or something like that. Also, yeah. the glass uh, I didn't really notice. I didn't really pay attention, but it could they could just be like you know because they used to you would put your glass out when you needed like like the milk you would put your your milk bottle out mm-hmm. and they would refill oh, yeah, it then. Yeah, that's right. And so yeah, because there wasn't like plastic ever, and you didn't want to just buy fucking glass all the time. Yeah, like if yeah, you have yeah. a milkman, that's part of their deal. But is they like, did they take the glass from the other time. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Can you imagine having a whiskey man? Oh, that would be so fucking Oh, awesome. dude, I'd be set, bro. I'd be set. <laughs> We'd all be alcoholics. <laughs> no, no wonder Prohibition started. <laughs> they had to stop that when they, when they ended Prohibition. They're like, ah, oh, we can't bring the whiskey man back. <laughs> so at the, at the beginning of the movie, he talks about how he makes uh, 94.70 a week. I did the math on that. Oh, That's yeah. $973 a week in nowadays money. Which makes his monthly rent eight hundred and seventy three dollars and thirty four cents, which is yeah, a fucking yeah. crazy good deal because that apartment's awesome. That apartment's that apartment is fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I love it. I, it's like yeah, it's it's small, but it's got like definite rooms and the kitchen's. Oh, it's all there. It's great. I love it. How much? Man, how I, much did, was I, so I did a uh, uh, eighty five a month, which is eight hundred and seventy three dollars and thirty four cents. I didn't do the actual math, but like I was like just multi, just give an extra zero on all those things and like. All right, cool. He's making four grand. and He's paying eight hundred fifty bucks a month for an apartment in yeah. New York. Like a, qu- a quarter of his a quarter of his income goes to his you That's know his, his living, yeah. and then everything yeah. else is that. Yeah, man, he's doing good. I did think he's it was great. funny that Shirley MacLaine got a hundred dollar bill for Christmas because <laughs> that was that more was than right. he makes in a week. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my god, that was amazing, dude. But like the way she gives it back to him and all that, and it's like that look, on, dude. That when she's crying right there. And all that kind of stuff, dude. She's fucking selling that so hard, and he's such a heartless oh, yeah. fucking cunt. And like, I'm just like the whole time, man. It's like, wow, dude. And just how fucking dare you, man? I, I love, I love. He's, he gives her the hundred dollar bill, and then he's like, oh. I didn't have time to get you a present. And then as he walks out, he's got all of his kids' presents dude, he's wrapped, covered up in presents <laughs> under his yes. arm. It's just like, why are they inside oh with him? Like, I guess he's got to get a taxi or something. That makes sense, but like, dude, it's so what a dick. Everything is like rubbing it in her. Face, I know man. you want to stab this fucker God. in the fucking eye. I just want to. Ugh. He's got this douchebag face too. Like he every does. time they get into a close <laughs> close up on him, when they're in that restaurant and shit, and they're looking at his douchebag face, and I'm just like, you're God. Why is she with you, man? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, everybody's trying to impress this dude. Even fucking like even our main guy. You know, everybody's trying to like. I don't know. They're all after this guy for different reasons, and he just brings everybody down. Fred McMurray, man. He was the shaggy dog and the original Nutty Professor. Really? That dude went on to do some fucking shit for Disney. I I was feeling (laughs) the dichotomy for this movie is kind of amazing, honestly. It's interesting that his name's Fred because I was feeling a lot of Fred Gwynn in him. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I can see that. Yeah, Yeah. his uh, speech pattern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he came on screen. I was like, oh my god, it's the shaggy dog. Whoa! (laughs) I think he's most uh, famous for double indemnity. (laughs) Mm, Another Billy Wilder. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, shaggy dog. Sure. Sure. Yeah, d- that's, probably, yeah. that's where he got all this money I saw <laughs> Probably Yeah th- those are big movies I saw one year he was like the 8th uh, richest person in the United States Holy Man. shit are you serious are they, are, what, did they, what, what did they quote it as It was, it was something weird like the 8th eight, eight Richest citizen of the United States It was like what is citizen. that mean? Oh my god <laughs> So there's some other richer motherfuckers They're just like citizens <laughs> Uh, they got their visa. <laughs> oh, well, I guess uh, it is time to watch a trailer. Oh, nice! 
So we're going to watch a trailer for Billy Wilder's The Apartment, and we'll be right back. Ingredient number one, a very warm, very wonderful story about a boy, a girl, and a very special kind of problem. Did you hear what I said, Miss Kublik? I absolutely adore you. Shut up and deal. Ingredient number two, a brilliant cast, Jack Lemmon, in a delightful role which gives full reign to Jack's amazing versatility. Shirley MacLaine, whose glowing warmth lights up the screen like a Christmas tree. Fred McMurray, this is a Fred McMurray you've never seen before. You know, you see a girl a couple of times a week just for laughs, and right away they think you're going to divorce your wife. <laughs> I ask you, is that, is that fair? No, sir, it's very unfair, especially to your wife. Yeah. Ingredient number three, Billy Wilder. There's nothing quite like that Billy Wilder, some like it hot kind of laughter. Are we dressing for dinner? You know, just come as you are. So you're pretty good with that racket. You should see my backhand. Where'd you see me serve the meatballs? <laughs> Mildred, he's at it again. And we're back. That was the trailer for Billy Wilder's The Apartment. Good trailer, right? Give away the uh, end of the movie in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. The yeah, very but you would never first know. fucking shot. Shut up, deal. Is it? Is it? Is it a surprise that they end <laughs> up together? Come on. You know, actually, I kind of thought the first time I was watching it that they wouldn't end up together. It's about the journey, okay? And, and I think that's why. To go back to our earlier conversation, you can't cut everything out and make it efficient because it is this movie specifically is about the journey, not about whether or not these two people are going to end up together. I don't know. Part of me really wanted like this to be the the rom-com where they didn't actually end up together because this was like the most realistic portrayal of like people reaching for things that they know they can't have and convincing themselves that they should stay in situations that they know aren't good for them all around in this movie like every character knows that their situation is shit and they shouldn't be doing it and i really loved that about this movie and so if they had not actually ended up together at the end of the film i would have been very okay with it i feel like that would have been a very earned ending hmm. yeah but it's sweet that they did you know shut the up shot- the deal <laughs> <laughs> i love that but you know the That's shot where line. she realizes that you know fuck he he did, you know. He 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 quit his job and all that. He he really does love me, and she like runs to him and all that. Like this, the thing that we've seen in thousands of other movies, is this the beginning of that? No, there've been romantic comedies before. It was just, it was just such a quintessential thing that like side shot with her running, 
you know, and she goes there and he's pace, he's packing up, he's leaving, you know, how many times have we seen movies where somebody catches somebody at an airport or, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's yeah, in everything. Yeah, yeah. This feels, yeah. yeah, this feels like the source material and everything else after this is just a bad imitation. They didn't shut up. They just dealt. That that shot going panning over to the empty uh, empty chair and then just dissolving like match cutting almost or match dissolving the chair like right over Shirley MacLaine as she's running down the street is <laughs> yeah. fucking beautiful. God, I fucking love it so much, dude. That when 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 everybody goes Happy New Year and the and the lights go down and he leans over and and like she's in this like crazy shadow and he le- he leans over the table and he's he's like he kisses her and he's like Happy New Year and then he comes back and he goes he goes looking back to the party. And then it cuts she's to her there, fucking gone, dude. No, no, no. Like, there's a moment where it cuts back to her, and she has this oh, moment, yeah, and yeah. she smiles, dude. That lighting right there is so beautiful, and it's that that little moment, and she's wearing her little paper crown. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 beautiful, and it's amazing. It, it, it's a really nice, like, heartfelt moment. That to it, it, everything's swelling at that beat. It's just so well done. That moment really stands out too, because there are so few actual close-ups hmm. in the movie. That's a good point. I yeah. did not There's notice a lot. it. Uh, man, not really. Like, no, it, it, dude. The yeah. first close-up is of Shirley MacLaine when she's meeting uh, Fred McMurphy at that little tiki bar, or whatever the little little restaurant where the the Asian waiter the comes Mexican over. Restaurant? And, oh, is it a Mexican restaurant? Okay, I think it, it is. Was. Yeah. <laughs> I could think of close-ups of of the boss, and I can definitely think of the close-up when he puts the bowler hat on. And they cut to that. That's way later. Bowler hat was after. Yeah, yeah that that's was way, way after. later. That's. Uh, no, I'm just that's saying. An hour there's... into the movie, though. I know. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like you're. That's <laughs> like well, there's like a couple of scenes of close-ups, but even when he's wearing the bowler hat, it is that's not what we call a close-up today. You know. Sure it is. Yeah. I, no man, that's that's tight, bro. You see uh, everyone's shoulders. Media, my best. Yeah. Yeah, you see everybody's shoulders in these close-ups. Hmm. It's not like uh, it's not like a J.J. Abrams close up. That's for damn no. <laughs> That's an extreme close up. But uh, but no, I, I like yeah. the I like the use of this aspect ratio in this movie, and it, it like I think it lends to itself. You know, it, you really feel the locations, especially when they're in the office. I love seeing the ceiling with all the lights and and everything, and just the, Dude, the sets are with like awesome. the fucking five hundred extras behind him, like doing yeah. all their shit. Like yeah, those are great moments for sure. Even in the opening shot where the first time we see the whole office and he's doing his VO, he's not like in the foreground. He's deep in the background and like in that shot. And the second on the second viewing, I was able to pick him out because I knew who he was at that point. But uh, yeah, I love how he's just like mixed in. It's not like he's the focus of those shots until we cut in on him. That office just- set is one of my fucking favorite things. I swear to God, I love this set so fucking much. That sets a forced perspective. Mm. Really? really? The, the room wasn't long enough. To get the depth that they needed, so they shrunk the room. At the further down no it got, way. and those are actually the people that are standing up in the background. Those are children. Holy no way. shit! Yeah. What? And, and, when you were looking straight on at that background, man, that looks so fucking good. I swear to God, yeah. knowing that, I was yeah. watching it. And I was like, you yeah. can't tell. Wow. Only when it goes off to the side angle can you slightly tell. There's like one time really? at the Christmas party when he's like, uh, he's he's leaving the Christmas party and everybody's like uh, having fun. Dude, that fucking and Christmas party's out. off the fucking chain, bro. <laughs> like, so many people just like randomly Dude, making everybody's out. Everybody's making out. Yeah, everybody's and dancing on out. fucking tables and just like, woo, like, fuck ooh. yeah. Like, they are fucking Christmas, man. Down. Let's make out. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's a madman party. 
It is, man. It's legitimate. I love how all the girls at the switchboard, they're like, fuck this. They just fucking yeah. like <laughs> Oh, Oh, you got invited to the party? We're all going. <laughs> Somebody watch my line. I'm going to the party. <laughs> that was crazy. That's so many extras, too, man. You don't you don't get 500 extras for a scene like that in a fucking office these days. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was getting ready to say, like, even, like, uh... Scorsese's A Wolf of Wall Street. They have similar part, like crazy outlandish part. But yeah, there's not yeah. that many people up there. No, the, no definitely space not. Space is not as big. No, like like there's the implication of some moments, but like you're talking like a hundred people. This is this this shit looks like it's five hundred people just like for fucking miles. Like you believe when he says thirty seven thousand people work for this company and they're all in this fucking building, I a hundred percent believe they're all in this fucking building. Yeah, they, they did do a good job on the, on this. I like the apartment set too. The apartment set's good. It's really great. I mean, if you're going to name your whole movie after an apartment, like you better make that set pretty damn good. All right, touche, touche. <laughs> I guess it does fall into the uh, the trap of uh, man. New York apartments on screen are like huge, right? They really are. Yeah, God, this place looks like it's like 800 square feet, thousand square feet. Like, I mean, some of them are huge. Yeah. But if you're going to pay $85 a month in the 60s, like, if you're getting over 400 square feet, you are a king. Especially in the city. Yeah. And is anyone, like, changing the sheets in this apartment? That was, oh that my was God. the only okay, thing I that thought I Every fucking time there was a different dude there. Like, I was like, this bro. is, like, a smart, like, business plan, but this is, like, very unhygienic. Oh, you think he's getting paid? I don't know if he's getting paid. No, Christine. he's definitely not I, getting paid. Oh, he's just like letting them have yeah, it. He's, try, he's using it to get up to go up the ranks, pain. and he's like, he's like buying alcohol and fucking like, you know, they're not paying him back, and then like there he's having to clean everything. Three up. different scenes where he's like, I haven't gotten paid for the alcohol from this guy. I haven't gotten paid for the thing from this guy. Like, yeah, he, no, he's even not, the he's boss is like, anything. he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, you need some money or anything? Because when he's actually taking care of the girl, That's yeah, right. yeah, he, right. he's like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. Like, yeah, I don't know, he. he he should be getting paid, but he should it definitely just, be washing those sheets. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, Buying it new sheets and just seemed like an <laughs> early uh, rendition of like an Airbnb or something. But yeah, no, like I, I was wondering how they were keeping it <laughs> clean. <laughs> they should be throwing him a tenner every night, no matter right? what. Right? Like, I mean, just leave yeah. some shit on his like fucking nightstand because they they don't give a fuck. They're, they're like, oh, like you're not being very grateful. Right. Oh, you. Oh, you haven't done much for us lately. Him. That's why I thought they were paying him because of their attitude. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're very but, nonchalant about how much yeah. they don't care about him. Well, why should they? I mean, they're just using him. Why would they care about him? Who's they cleaning were. the sheets? Fuck. Givers well, Brian, sheets. that's a legitimate question. Uh, <laughs> I know. I never thought about it though. How did you not think about that? I never thought about it. Seriously, how did you not think about that? Oh my god! I, you know the movie's so it's such a good time. It's got a you know it's like lighthearted. He leaves like, his apartment at eleven o'clock at night and he comes back at four o'clock in the morning. And like those sheets have not been fucking dude, washed. And Fran says she was finding hair ties and all kinds of shit down on yeah, the couch. Right? There's all kinds of shit going on in there. Fuck, man. Oh, it's nasty. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a single shot of him uh, doing laundry. You're right. Nope. No, yeah. Nope. Th- maybe, hopefully, he has like a whole closet just full of separate sheets, and he just like gross. <laughs> he pulls them off real quick. So He's gross. got like a plastic liner on the mattress. 
<laughs> no, I did not pick up on that. That is so disgusting, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta go back and watch the film and see. Like, maybe there's some comedy I missed there. I no, I just don't. No, they, like, they just don't. Yeah, they just don't address it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, they just skate right past that. Yeah, fluids don't exist in this world. <laughs> I guess they couldn't. I mean. <laughs> Imagine, Fluid exchange is not a thing that you consider until... You can't really discuss... <laughs> I mean, I don't think you could discuss it, actually. This isn't Demolition Man. You don't care about fluid exchange. Demolition fluid man. exchange? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll do Demolition Man. And we'll just I cannot <laughs> wait. Bury that hatchet. <laughs> Happy bye-bye. Go to a classy restaurant like Taco Bell. <laughs> They're the only ones to survive the franchise war. <laughs> I, I thought it was. <laughs> I, I really liked uh, Jack Lemon's um, cold acting. Like, oh, I felt, when he's I trying to be all like, aloof. No, no. Well, I mean, when he actually had no, a fucking cold. No, when he cold. had a cold and he like the way he's yeah. always stuffy. like he's yeah. a little stuffy, yeah, but he's always good. like fucking dicking with his nose, and, and you know, it's just like you feel like he's annoyed because that's the way it yeah. is, and he's got like a yeah. giant box of Kleenex in his fucking in his jacket. He pulls it out like. It, <laughs> <laughs> I, even 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 friends like you need to wipe your nose before you go up, and, and, and it also <laughs> yeah. happens on the day he thinks he's getting his like you know it's of the worst timing ever. It, it, we've all been there, and it's amazing, and I, I love his. Uh, is acting as he's got a cold. Because he does a really he, good job, like you selling take it too far. the, the yeah. in between moments where he's like he's like trying to say something, and then he like wipes his nose, and he's like trying to say another thing, and then he's like, okay, I gotta sneeze. Yeah. Well, but, but then even, when he gets excited, he's like, he's like, she's like, oh, how's your cold? He's like, he's like, what cold? You know? Yeah. But I liked when he had a cold and he was trying to reschedule everybody, <laughs> and like he doesn't even say anything, but you can tell when he gets irritated, but like, when, <laughs> and he like he just yeah. stops and pauses, and you can tell he can't breathe, uh, and he's not actually doing it anything it's brilliant yeah. yeah really well acted i love it when he's on the phone I, yeah, that that's some great cutting right there yeah yeah it is yeah it is because you yeah. just you, you never hear the other person talking on the other line you only you <laughs> only hear the person that you're with currently and the bits of dialogue that they choose to leave out are fucking brilliant like you just immediately know what the person is saying yeah but so but about the cake <laughs> <laughs> I can only get free on Wednesdays. <laughs> like that guy. <laughs> I already bought the cake. Uh, I don't even want to know. The, the guy that's like so pissed that he has to take this girl to a fucking drive-in theater like three different times. <laughs> the car doesn't have air conditioning. The car doesn't. <laughs> it's in a Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen. I, I told him, you either get a bigger car or a smaller girl. <laughs> <laughs> Dialogue is really good. So, what, speaking of dialogue, what, what do you guys think about when uh, you know um, Baxter finally, you know, he's finally with Fran, and, and they're going on a little walk, and he's so excited, and he's like tripping over himself, and and he's dealing with his cold, and he just fucking lets it slip that he's been like Facebook stalking this chick. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, <laughs> like he like, knows, I looked up your card, dude. He knows her height, social, her weight, her social security number, number like uh, th- that she he's had like, a fucking surgery like years you ago. You live with your sister and your sister's husband. She lets that roll like, off her back, and she laughs like it's cute. But 
Yeah, well, that shit was creepy. It is like, creepy you can Facebook now? stalk somebody, but you don't need to tell anybody that you did it. Like, you know, I know all about you. I think that was supposed <laughs> to be charming back then, though. Because they, they, it? It, they play it like it's charming. They, they do. They, they do play, play it, like it like it's charming. Like, I, I care about you so much. Right? And I looked up all this about you because I like you. That's exactly yeah. how I read it. Like, yeah. I looked up your file. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I, it really depends on the context I wanted to know more about you, so I tried here. to find more information. I yeah. mean, I think really the context here is possibly to redeem him. Is is this information that he would have access to when he remembers it because he likes her? Or is this information that he sought out and it's confidential and he, he says should he, not have access to? He says he, pulls her, he pulled her card. He Like, he pulled her information and looked it up. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was a red flag to me, and then she has that moment, but then she starts laughing like it's cute, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, she can't call the police for that. I mean, come on, that that would end the movie. Well, no, the only the only time that she even gets a little hint of where she's like, "Uh, this isn't cool," is when he brings up the appendix scar, and that's just because, like, well, if you if you tell people in the office that I have that. They're gonna wonder how you know, and that's not. And cool. they, they they play that later yeah. when he, when he talks about how he shot him. He was gonna commit suicide. and He ended up shooting himself in the leg, yeah, in the knee, in the, in the knee. knee, yeah. Which I thought that was cute. I I did appreciate that she's like, yo, I have a reputation, um, and I also appreciate how yes, it came back, and I and he again, well, it's like a very human thing of like, hey, we all kind of go through. It's trauma bonding a little yeah. bit. Lightly. Well, yeah, but well, you know it, that, that he would not. get to the point where he would try to possibly kill himself, even though that she did the same thing, which is why she has that spark at the end when she hears the champagne court go off. It sounds like a gun. She's like, "Holy shit!" He fucking he actually did it. I didn't really get that it was trauma bonding necessarily. I'm just saying, like, very was... loose, and like maybe using that term is very loose, but you know, it's just that that they had similar. Yeah, him well, telling okay. her that story is very similar to her experience. Yeah, no, they were yeah, definitely it, bonding over like their em- similar experiences. And bonding, yeah. And- but that's not trauma bonding. Yeah. Trauma bonding is Suicide is traumatic, and they were bonding. Hence, <laughs> yes. trauma bonding. Right? I trauma know. bonding is specifically <laughs> referencing when two people are going through a similarly traumatic experience, and they bond because of how terrible it is. At the same time, it's because they're going through the same experience. Not they both gone through traumatic things, and they bond because they've both gone through things. It's because they're doing the same thing at the same time. That's trauma bonding. Uh, yeah, I thought it was just actually a really nice, like, hey, I know you feel like shit, and I used to feel like shit, and I came out of it, and you can too. I thought it was actually a really nice story. Yeah. And I also enjoyed that he shot himself in the neon accident. I thought that yeah, was Yeah, the, the cop scared him, and he pulled the trigger. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Instant regret. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> He's like, I got, he's like, he's like, it took, it took me like six months before I could walk again, but I got over the girl in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but like, that's exactly why I love it. Shit. Yeah, it was a great line. And so I feel like lines. that also, like, that is kind of missing. Like, for modern stuff, we kind of forget that we're people and have emotions and it'll pass. You know what I mean? I enjoy that. Although some of the dialogue may actually just be good because... Billy Wilder refused to let actors improv. Really? You said it exactly like it was written, or you're going to fucking do it again until you (laughs) do it right. Good man. Damn. Damn. It's almost like he cared about what he was writing. Yeah. I did love how both of them were like three and held up four fingers. I love that. I think that's great. (laughs) 
<laughs> like the first time he does it, it's like, all right, that's kind of cute. That's How many sort of you funny. had? Three. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> How many guys were there? She holds up four fucking fingers and says three. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that. What a that. perfect callback, man. And and who who doesn't eat their olives when you have a martini? Because I, I know he laid out that really cool like design, which is neat. Dude, I was like, I fucking paused that shit. I was like, okay, one, two, seven, three, seven. Oh my god! That's and so he many. ends with thirteen when they leave and they're dancing cheek to cheek, which is really great. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> you have to leave. He pulls the fucking plug. You guys could dance cheek to cheek or turn around and face each other. But uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, yeah, I love that. He's like, out! <laughs> what the fuck you guys do it. Yeah. O U T out. Just go. This movie made me want to drink uh, martinis and champagne really bad. Champagne, yes. Martinis, no. Oh, no. They were all, no, like, not those in, martinis. in the picture, in the picture, he was making martinis a at the picture beginning. of martinis. Yeah, do you yeah, want a, a martini? <laughs> Jesus, no. No, I, I do know. enjoy martinis. If you made a picture, no, I do not want a martini, thanks. I did, but I don't know. They they were selling me on the champagne. The champagne looked great. Dude, that shot at the end where it's like overflowing. Yes. He's just standing there and it's just, just like holding <laughs> it and it's just going everywhere. <laughs> he's just flabbergasted that she's there. He's like, Holy shit. God, that this shot was magic so long and it's just still going. Like I wonder how many takes they did where it worked. Did they drop that a well. drop a fucking Alka Seltzer down in there? Oh, Is sure. that what that they was? Yeah. Have, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that's well, I don't know. I guess so. Like where did that trick uh I know that was in place by the eighties. Had to be that, yeah, it had to be, right? I don't know. I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> don't know for sure, though. They sold it for that scene, for sure. Yeah, he was definitely bursting with excitement. Yeah. He was like, oh, my God, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> All over himself. <laughs> All over <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I was I was very surprised by like all the, the technical stuff for a movie for 1960. There's a lot of stuff that they... I don't know. A lot of, there, are, there are a lot of things in the movie that they get away with that just hold up really well and look absolutely amazing. Like, they only shot four days in New York. Shut up. What? Yeah, like, four, on the street. Uh, well, okay. So, the very first scene you see where uh, Jack Lemmon's outside of his apartment building, right, and he's mm-hmm. waiting... That was shot on a street in New York City. Mm-hmm. That was brownstones, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, okay, so- after four days, the weather sucked so bad that Billy Wilder was like, "Fuck this shit. We're doing the entire rest of the movie in fucking L.A." Wow. Had them re had them completely build that apartment on a back no lot. Way. At MGM. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. So, like, they're cutting that the first scene you see of the movie. That's New York. And then every other time they go back to that apartment, with the, I think the exception of like one shot of the window where they're turning a light on, every other shot is of a backlot street. That's why you never see the other side of the street. So every time they're like walking along the thing or they're going up to the apartment, all those shots. There's like ten shots where they're walking up. Wow. So they had four days on location and everything else is backlot or set. Damn. Yeah. Did you get budget info on this? Uh... Yeah, I don't know how reliable it is. I saw anywhere from two and a half to three and a half million, which okay. is kind of a lot in nineteen sixty. Significant amount for nineteen sixty. Yeah, Jeez. for a comedy. Yeah, that's thirty-five million today on the high end, uh, and it made yeah. twenty-four point six million in the United States in nineteen sixty. It did really well. <laughs> it did really well. Wow. But I mean, I feel like that trailer really sold it. Like. Just watching that trailer alone, I was like, "Yeah, this is a great movie. I should watch it again." Yeah, and if Billy Billy Wilder, wow, Billy Wilder had other like major hits, like especially the year before with Marilyn Monroe. 
it would make sense that lots of people and like, yeah, let's go see this. I won five Oscars. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Damn, what? Best Black and White uh, Set Decoration, and Best Editing. No oh way. God. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Had no idea we were watching such an acclaimed film. Uh, yeah. Billy Wilder is the first person uh, in the history of the Academy Award to win three Oscars in one night for feature-length Jeez. films. And it was ah. for this movie. Directing, writing, and what was the third one that he won? Uh, screenplay. You got picture, uh, screenplay, and directing. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because wow. he, he produced wow. it as well. Hmm. Well done. The only person to ever win more Oscars in a single evening is Walt Disney. Jeez. I mean, a lot of people have gone to three now. The Lord of the Rings guys. But the guys, at the, the Daniels, those cold directors, they've won three mm. Oscars now. So it happens quite yeah. a bit, I guess. Screenplay, director, and picture. That's, a, that, that's, that's the trifecta. That's, 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 that's what you the dream. Want. That's yep. the dream. Oh, and I guess one of the reasons, speaking of the Oscars, one of the reasons I never saw this movie, I could have seen it in a theater when I was in film school and chose not to because I always kind of had a grudge against this movie because Hmm. Billy Wilder won the best director over to Alfred Hitchcock for Psycho. And that always fucking hurt my heart. Having never seen this movie, I don't know. Even still now, having watched it and I enjoyed the movie, I totally agree with picture, but director... Come on, Alfred Hitchcock for Psycho. Wait, go fuck yourself. Psycho was the same year, and yep. Billy Wilder won. Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. I mean, it's it's a tough call. Like, what you know? I guess what genre do you like? You like uh, yeah. dramedies, or do you you like horror thrillers? Well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Did you say something about uh, John Williams working on this? John Williams, yeah he uh, he performed all the piano bits. And uh, arranged some of the uh, the cues in the film for the the soundtrack. Wow! But all the all the piano you hear in the soundtrack is performed by John Williams from Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Superman. That John Williams. That's pretty amazing. Like early John Williams. Yeah. What, was he like twelve? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was still in his sixties. In the sixties. No, he wasn't. John Williams. He's just, he just always perennially really been 57. Yeah. He's always been great. With a beard like and Steve Martin. balding. He just looks like this all the time. He always looks like the guy from fucking Jurassic Park. Bro, my entire life, yes, that is exactly what he looks like. 100%. My entire life, I've been alive. He looks I have like never seen an image of John Williams, and he hasn't been like bald and white hair. I think Richard Attenborough is John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they spared no expense. <laughs> oh, you know what, Kristen? We didn't talk costumes at all. I do feel like we need to point out Were some there of, costumes in this. Some of Shirley MacLaine's outfits. A few people wore some clothes. A couple mm. of people wore clothes. Yeah, I actually really loved the costumes in this. Um, from the, the, the uniforms uh, that the Shirley MacLaine wore as the elevator operator. I mean, everyone's uniforms that they wore. Uh, I mean. The, even that moment when Jack Lemmon gets that stupid hat and he's like, do I wear it like this or do I wear it like it's that? Like what do you think? What hat did, is right, right. <laughs> did you see the Christmas card? Like the uniforms oh, yeah. that, the, that the little kids were wearing? Yes. That shit was so funny. That was <laughs> Instead great. of some boarding school or some military school. <laughs> I think my absolute favorite costume moment, though, wasn't actually worn by anyone. It was when Shirley MacLaine is like dead in the bed and... 
um, the guy's trying to come use the apartment and he's like, no, let me in. I need to use the apartment. And he just sees her dress hanging on the door yeah. and he's like, oh, my bad. Never mind. And the, <laughs> but, but the dress, look, I mean, like it looks so beautiful. Like it's such a classic, you know, like a little black dress. It's, it's beautiful. And, and honestly, I think that's everything in this is so absolutely classic it could all be passed and worn today with maybe a couple of exceptions. Um, it holds up beautifully. I mean, even Shirley MacLaine, when she changes into her street clothes and she's very casual, it still looks so like comforting and warm. And, and like, you're like, wow, I really kind of like, I, I like that. I want that, you know, and, and all of the men in all of their suits. I just, I thought everything about it looked great. And, and sort of on that touching on accessories and um, like hair and makeup and whatnot, I thought all of that looked really great too. Um, we had been watching quite a few like period films lately. And I thought, this is, is my absolute favorite because even though they are all dated and you look at them and you know 60 or you should know that they're in the 60s, <laughs> um, you're not like, yeah, but it doesn't look good. You're like, no, but it looks great and it could work today. Um, even with those the little cat eye glasses that the, the oh, I love those. Yeah, but they, that's what oh I'm saying. God, yeah, the like secretary. they're so dated, but they look she so good. Like, like if someone was wearing that, you'd just be like, oh, what a quirky person today. Like yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything stands up, which is so unusual, I think, especially for something that is so obviously 60s. Even Baxter's sunglasses, when he gets the, the black eye, they had a oh slight little God, like cat eye at the top. Dope. They were really neat. They had like little like yeah. little turnips at the ends. I was like, those are fucking cool. I want those. Uh, yeah, they're really, really cool. Oh, and... And her dress at the end, when she sits down to play cards and she like takes oh, the shawl yeah. off or whatever, I was like, God, that that's such a such a it's it's a really nice dress. I was like, damn, it's pearl beautiful. necklace too. But even her, I mean, sh- when she's wearing his flannel, um, oh my uh, robe, god, she looks fantastic. She looks oh, great. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, great. Yeah. I was like, why don't they make those anymore? <laughs> Do we need to dress for dinner? Nah, nah, come as you are. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, he's, stra- he's straining the spaghetti with a fucking tennis racket. Beautiful. <laughs> and, but I, I do want to say that there's no way that that noodle would still be loose and wet. Oh like my that. god! Like, right? Like, oh when, yeah. When he goes back and finds the tennis racket, yeah. come on. Those days later, like, bro, that's that's or, an immediate. He just like, make, he makes pasta every night, and that just reminded him of her. Yeah, I think it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was. good. It was a spaghetti, special spaghetti strand. <laughs> a spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti strand. <laughs> yeah, spaghetti it. straps for the win. Ah, there we go. Are we your ratings? Sure, man. Can we talk about Shirley McLean for a second? Because oh. I wish you would. I have, okay. I have only ever seen her as like an old lady. And this was the first time oh, I saw same. her in her fucking prime. <laughs> oh, so really? I was like, God damn, yeah. Shirley. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's absolutely girl. beautiful. And hell? she's a great actress. Uh, amazing. She fucking kills this movie, dude. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Hitchcock earlier. Hitchcock uh, actually founded her. Uh, the first movie she ever did oh. was uh, The Trouble with Harry, really? which was uh, one of oh. Hitchcock's only comedies. Really? Yeah, where wow. they find a dead body in a town and everybody That's just starts funny. moving it around. For different reasons, <laughs> you know, one lady because she just doesn't want it there, and somebody else because of some <laughs> stupid reasons. It's all dumb shit. Uh, uh, oh, it's like an early fucking uh, black you know, comedy, weekend yeah. at Bernie's. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. yeah, like let's keep moving the body. I never thought of the it that way, the but MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jared, you're right. It is. Everything goes back to weekend at Bernie's with me. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes weekend at Bernie's too. 
Wow. Mm. It all comes back to this. I can't imagine when it comes back to Weekend at Bernie's Toes. <laughs> I'll let you know. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I have, complica- I have complicated feelings with Shirley MacLaine. How so? Really? Man, okay, so... I love I, I like Shirley MacLaine. I think she's she's gr- great in a lot of the movies she's cast in. She's she she picks great scripts. Um, most of the movies that she's in that are great, she is cast opposite uh, somebody that's really good at comedy, a really good comedic mm. actor, and she just has the unfortunate like role of like not shining as much. She's always playing the straight man. Kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you think mm. about, I'm thinking of like being there. Um, you know, it's, it's just I don't know. It's and even like uh, even terms of endearment, like she's upstaged by Deborah Winger and fucking uh, Jack Nicholson. You know what I mean? Mm. Like she's I don't know, but she's a good actress. You know what I mean? She's always, she's always, she does always sell it. I so mean, are you saying that you think she's not good enough to be the same level of like? Are you saying she's Humor? being upstaged oh, yeah, okay. because of the script? Yeah, I, I, like, or maybe they just don't write good parts for women in co- fucking comedies. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, <sighs> well, yeah because or ones that feature her being funny. Like even in this movie, she's got some moments where she's funny, but she's she's mostly being a- asked to carry a lot of the dramatic. You know what I mean? Like weight. Yeah, she. Yeah, does. but she carries that fucking weight in this movie. She yeah, does. she does. Yeah, she's excellent. But he's saying that she could shine in other ways also, not that she, mm. you know. Because Jack Lemmon gets gets both. The, right. Yeah. 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 And it's just yeah, like, it, it. I don't know. It's not fair, but like, because she's, she doesn't have those moments, I kind of want to be like, well, she's not that good. But I guess she mm. she doesn't get those I moments. So good. Yeah. So how can you really say, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I, I have to disagree. I don't think she's she's not good because she doesn't get those moments. I, I felt like most of most of the time when she was on screen, I felt more weight from her character. Like like the emotional weight to this movie is is entirely hinged on Shirley MacLaine. Like her her processing this dude that's like trying to convince her that he's in love with her and gonna leave his wife and she's like living through all those things like i feel i feel the emotional weight of this movie is is all on her and jack lemon is the dude that's just kind of living the imaginary life of i wish i could hook up with this cute girl who i see in the elevator every few days like she is the one who seems to be delivering all of the the depth and the nuance and the subtleties well especially in that christmas party scene where oh, she just 100%. found out she just found yeah. out from the from the secretary that like that basically this guy's sleeping with every girl in the damn office every and she's just fucking, the next one in the yeah. line and then she's yeah. processing that and the whole time jack lemon's like hey man we could go on a fucking date and then we could go do this and this would be fucking cool it's like hey we, we think about this cool new hat i mean is this kind of weird but maybe i should do this with it i don't know man what do you think i mean this is kind of <laughs> cool right but like anyways yeah and this is a fucking great party man that's fucking awesome and she's over there fucking dying inside you know like, yeah 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 i just wish she had more things to do that were fun like i, I think she carries <laughs> this a role isn't weight. fun <laughs> <laughs> like the the only time i've ever seen her where like she upstages her male co-star is uh two mules for sister sarah and that's because she's playing opposite uh clint eastwood in a western and she's like uh that's a really fun part because she's playing uh, a nun right that uh like the man with no name is 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 taking on an adventure, and then it turns out that she's not actually a nun at all. She's using that as disguise. She's actually a prostitute. And spoilers. Well, 
yeah, that's halfway point. But anyway, Sorry, like, and, and <laughs> that's a fun role, and she's got a lot of fun things to do in that movie. But I just feel like every other role, like they just don't. She just doesn't have. She, I don't know. She's underutilized. Yeah, yeah. She, Everybody else is excellent. having fun, and she doesn't get to join in all the time, all the way. Right. Well, she's she's really. I don't know. It's it's TV, Brian. So I know you uh, you, you know you're going to disapprove me instantly. But in Downton Abbey, she plays really opposite, really strong opposite of Maggie Smith. Uh, excellent in that series. She only does a handful of episodes, but she's really good in that. I know it doesn't count, but you know, you know, it's, I it's, haven't seen her. Like t- 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 TV acting is just practice acting to Brian. For real, she Pra-practice she she actually. Acting. I haven't seen her in forever. She actually still gets roles. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's got like I think she's got a few things coming out. Is what I saw. Oh, I Didn't she, she pull a Mel? Retired. Yeah, I thought she pulled a Mel Gibson and like had to retire. Mel Gibson's back, baby. What are you talking about? We're getting about to. Well, get, I know. Uh, did she say something like? Uh, did she say something along the lines of like, uh, you know, the Holocaust happened because uh, you know it's karma? Jews totally deserve that shit. <laughs> did she say some crap well, like you know. that? No. Um, <laughs> she's got two upcoming projects, People Not Places, and which are, and two are in pre-production, Men of Granite and People Not Places. Okay, now research the other thing. Yeah, I, the what? I, I don't, she, she got into some hot water at some point, because I remember like when, uh, w- when they fucked up the Academy Awards reading uh, La La Land. Uh, they were like, oh yeah, look at this, Lauren Beatty and fucking Shirley MacLaine. You need to learn how to shut your mouth because they're they're related. They're brother oh and sister. Oh my god, are they really? Oh, that's interesting. I think they are. I'm pretty sure they are. They don't have the oh, same last okay. name. But so she said the Holocaust uh, was their own karma. Damn. And Hawking had subconsciously caused himself to develop ALS in order to better focus on physics. Who? Oh, Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Oh, he made himself Stephen somewhat autistic so he could really focus. ALS. That's fucking awesome. Holy I can't believe that she said that. That's insanity. Uh, oh, my God. Did she do a lot of acid? Like, <laughs> How did she get to this conclusion? I feel like there's some more to did this story. Did he tell story? her this? Oh, she gets her medical like, advice from <laughs> maybe maybe he told her as a joke, but because it was coming through the like the robot voice, that she didn't really get the subtext you that that was actually a joke. I, 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 man. <laughs> oh my god! And she's like, "Oh, really? That's interesting." Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's it sort all, of it sounds, sounds like. And then she goes and tells that shit at parties, and that's him trolling her. <laughs> like, it's sort of sound. There's like a um, a culty church that I can't Whoa. think of the name of. Who who believes stuff like that? Uh, I wonder if she belongs to them. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. It says her. Uh, she said her secret to her longevity is that she's not a diva. So there, there you go. She's not a diva, or she ate a diva. <laughs> a to diva. Tell me that's a book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she's very into. Spiritual explorations, which explains all the stuff she said. Um, but it includes walking the way of St. James. Who I don't know what that is. Working with Chris Griscombe. I don't know who that is. Um, but yeah, she apparently started putting it in some of her movies. I only know about this church too because um, Trump and his father are also like very into it. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I don't know if it's the same one or if it's like a um, like related. But that's why I kind of know about this is because I uh, uh, watch something. About I mean, this movie is over sixty years old, so the fact that she's even still alive is pretty impressive. If she's also still making movies, that's kind of more impressive. So, pull her one out for Shirley. Way to go, girl. 
Way to go! Yeah, are you indeed. suggesting she's senile or? Yeah, I mean she probably is. No, I'm Come suggesting on. that she's old as fuck and like if she can still make movies, a la Harrison Ford. Not everyone can make a whole ass movie Dude, when you're 87. That, that new series with uh, with Harrison Ford called Shrinking, he's hilarious. Oh, he's fucking amazing, amazing in that. He's really that good. So, like, it, I don't care if he's in his 80s or not. He's still got it. Like he's he still killing that he's whole still killing series. The game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's like the actual quote in case anyone cares. So she is super into reincarnation and karma. She um, has written books about it, apparently. And oh. um, that's what you do when you're an actor. She's right. Bette Midler in the Fokker movies. Okay. But so here's. Um, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> here's Bette Midler. You mean Barbara Streisand? Oh, yeah. Barbara. Yeah. Is it Barbara Streisand? Yes. Am I crossing my people in my head? I think yeah. so. Right? You said meet okay. the fuckers, right? Yes. Yeah, I knew, I knew who you meant, yeah. but yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so here's the quote. It yeah. says, what if, Thanks, Brian. what if most Holocaust victims were balancing their karma from ages <gasps> before when they were Roman soldiers putting Christians to death or the Crusaders who million, murdered millions in the name of Christianity, soldiers with Hannibal or those who stormed uh, cr- across Kristen, the Near you got to stop. This is worse. Alexander, the wow. energy of killing wow. is endless wow. and will be experienced by the killer and oh the killee. That's what it says. Straight that's up double down. Did some that Mel is Gibson. some victim blaming bullshit that is just um, astounding on a whole nother level than I had not previously and comprehended. And to also... Oh to also go into the thing with Stephen Hawking, she says that he div- possibly he subconsciously caused himself to develop ALS as a way to free his mind. Wow. She wow. says the disease is a blessing because it allows him to focus on his scientific research. She said, listen, Neo, you can jump that fucking and then building. It, it says that she... <laughs> free your mind. There is no spoon, man. You know? Okay, and so, but it goes on because, again, like I said, in case you didn't pick this up, she's very into spirituality and also reincarnation and all of that. And so she also believes that she was once a a Japanese geisha and she (laughs) was also an orphan (laughs) reared by elephants. And she is super into angels, guides, and extraterrestrials. And um, that's a misnomer. They're the same thing. Okay. And yeah. I mean, technically, oh, that's right. Really it. Okay, right now. That's it. That's no. it. <laughs> she sounds fun, man. I'd like to talk to her. Yeah, um, she certainly sounds eccentric. Yeah, I bet she's man. like really eccentric fun to hang out with and like word. like hear some crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, chock full of nuts, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, chocolate nuts? What? Crazy? <laughs> wow. But she was really good in this, and I enjoyed. Yeah, her. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, surely if you're listening to this, thank you for your performance. We all appreciate it. Sometimes the less you know, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Now we're got to be at ratings. Uh, let's do this <laughs> thing. <laughs> Who's going we first? Got nothing left after that shit. <laughs> Who's rating Billy Wilder? I'm gonna start us out super strong. Oh, all right. Yes. All right. Uh, I love this movie. It was a breath of fresh air. I enjoyed both times watching it. I had a big-ass smile on my face. The camera works great. I love all the tilts and the pans and the wide lenses and the aspect ratio. Lighting's excellent. They, the very, very, very subtle, like, softening on close-ups. Barely, barely, barely doing it. It's very tasteful, uh, especially for being just like a a romantic comedy, kind of. 
thing. I don't know. It was excellent. I love the writing. I think it's really funny. I think this movie's a fucking 10, man. And especially knowing now like that, that it has like it won so many Oscars. I mean, I kind of see why. It's just really, really well done and, uh, and great. I loved it. Speaking of the camera work, uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about, uh, but in that stalker scene, when uh, he's talking about her social security number and all that shit, and he's, he's walking. Yeah, did, tracking shot. Right? Did you guys get the Manhattan vibe on that? Yeah, where they're just walking right. and talking. It's the same yeah. fucking thing, right? And they even stop twice, yeah. and then when she leaves, they do the same thing with the block where she walks off, and they pan for a little bit, and then they stop. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I wonder if this is werewolf and Woody Allen got this shit. Oh, my God. He totally did. Yeah, he, oh, he stole that. Absolutely. They did with a the dolly, though. It looked smoother. Anyway. Who's going next? Oh man, I'm 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 going back and forth between a nine point five and a ten. Um, this movie is is I think it's executed really well. Like I I was I was really impressed with with the overall writing and the, the structure of this film. I thought the characterization was very realistic, and there was nuance and subtlety that you don't often see in in comedies let alone like romantic comedies um i haven't seen a ton of movies from like this time period most of the things that i've seen have been from like 65 on so maybe it was relatively normal for this this time period i love seeing such a young jack lemon i grew up seeing him when he was like 50s 60 um all anything he was opposite walter matthau i've seen all those things like a dozen times each but like this was this was really well executed some of it i found kind of dragging some of it i found really like the the mundanity of this movie at times was endearing and other times felt um slower than it needed to be and so that's where i'm trying to like talk myself into a 10 i think shirley mclean gave a fucking fantastic performance in this i'm gonna call it a 10 yeah there's there's nothing to not love about this movie. They set things up early that come back later. They they give moments where you you care about all the characters in, in ways that some sometimes they don't deserve to. Like the 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 fucking boss guy. Like he's <laughs> such a he's such a douchey <laughs> asshole. And the moments that like you really want to like feel for him as a character, like they still give you ways to like no, he's still an asshole, and you should. Sh- you should hate this guy. Um, but like he, he, he still gives some moments where you just, yeah, this shit works. Um, it deserved to win best picture. Maybe the rest of the year was less, but I don't know. It's fucking psycho that, that they were going against. Mm. Ah, this is a great movie. I'm glad I watched it. When I told other people that I was watching this, they were like, Oh, the, the apartment is an amazing film. And I was really glad to, if, if you're going to get introduced to Billy Wilder, this felt like a really great way to do it. I want to see some of his other things. Yeah. This is a 10. 10. You, 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 you only bring up like the, um, the boss. He only has one human moment in the entire film. And that's when Christmas morning, when he's with his kids and, and yeah. they're telling him the, about like, you know, propagating. And he's like, um, what? He's like, Oh, like, hang on. He's we like, can't have the sex conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. There's like a, he's it's like, he's Christmas. like, oh, oh, like he actually had a human moment there for a second. And then the rest of the time he's just a total cunt. Is it, <laughs> is it a human moment or is that a hypocritical moment? Because he's able to, oh, you know, have, yeah. I think it's just showing him being a dick again. Because like he can go and do all these things with these women and have these experiences, but he can't have a man-to-man talk, so to speak, with his son. You're right, 100. percent But he's not yeah. really <laughs> having experiences. I mean, it, he's not really. I, he's just using these women. He's well, not yeah. necessarily having experiences. It's he's like a lack experience. of intimacy. Uh, uh, every at every stage, yeah. But as far as writing goes, like 
making him face like the the consequences of all these interactions with propagation and like having babies like bro things that you might be doing might have actual consequences and yeah, he's no like shit. oh oh god my kids are making me think about things i don't want to think about oh. that would be way too risky in 1960 <laughs> to add that in the script oh my god like people are losing their mind about this shit can you imagine if they had like somebody get pregnant and have abortion oh my god implications people lost their mind right in the line well well fucking written <laughs> christine you want to go next you go last I'll go. Uh, this is a brilliant movie. I loved everything about it from the opening. I was just enthralled the whole time. Everything from the dialogue to even like the mime, like the acting, just with no dialogue. Like uh, the costumes, the production design, um, everything about this. Not only was it completely believable but like i mean I, I i i we say that you know like i i buy this i bought this it makes sense but like like this like is such a, a movie that shows such humanity that i absolutely loved it and even yeah the boss is a dick but we all know that guy come on <laughs> and right <laughs> Fucking hell. he's you know he's still a person too and we see how people get caught up in this and 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 it can be hard to let go and it can be hard to move on. And and the amount of compassion that most people in this movie have for the other characters is something that was so refreshing to me to see. I just I absolutely loved it. And um, everything was great to the point that not that I really care. I don't really care about this, but like. In between my first and second viewing, I was like, wait, was this in black and white? Like, I couldn't even remember because I was just so focused on how much I loved it. Because, like, you know, usually with black and white films, it's not... I mean, I don't care that they're black and white, but I definitely notice that they're, like, not in color. And with this one, I, like, I it didn't even, like, occur to me to think about that. <laughs> Which I think also speaks to how great it was. <laughs> and so I am going to give it a 10. That's good. All right. Uh, obviously, I'm going to also give this a, a 10. It's uh, it's perfect writing, movie-wise. Um, yeah, I, I just... It's a great script. I don't. I don't think you can get a better script than this. All the characters sound unique. They all have voices. Everything is a callback. There is not wasted space in this script. I mean, like, there's so many fucking goddamn like I, all the movies I've seen this summer. I just like, why is this on screen? Why is this happening here? This doesn't have anything to do with the plot. This is literally just for an excuse for an action scene or filler. Or blah blah blah. This movie, everything exists for a reason, and one of the reasons it's like you know, it's one of the reasons it's so enjoyable. It it doesn't have fat. Um, Daniel Minden, uh, Mindel, the editor. I I, th I think this it may be. He's cut so many great movies. He's done some other uh, Billy Wilder movies. Um, this may be his his best film. I mean, hmm. and uh, cut wise, and just just in terms of the the pacing. Um, and like when they're going back and forth and when we are seeing certain people's close ups, not, or not close ups, but their reactions. And when we're not, uh, it's just, it's a fucking thing of beauty. You, you don't know how to read people at just the right moment in the film, you know? And that, yeah. that really helps with the comedy. Cause that's what this whole, this is what the whole story is about is, is, is miscommunications, not understanding each other. 
people talking over top of other people and we're not really hearing, you know, uh, it's, we're having our TV dinners by ourselves because we're lonely and we care about our problems in front of us and we're not thinking about our fellow man. We're not engaged in our community. We don't have a life. You know, uh, maybe maybe it's a little cynical. I saw a lot of uh, criticism, a lot of film critics at the time uh, were calling Billy Wilder and um, I.A.L. Diamond, the other writer. Um, I think he his nickname is Izzy. They called the, the critics called at the time called these guys uh, cynical. And I just don't see it, man. I just I have to I just have to go like you. You guys are fucking dumbasses. Like, yeah, they, I mean, there's some cynical things in this wor- in the world, but that's not where the heart is. That's not what these characters are. That's not their viewpoints. You know, that's not who they are. Um, and I, I feel like this movie's got a lot of hope and a lot of a love in it. Um, even though, yeah, I mean, I, I understand about the the worker bee mentality of the corporate America, and I, I mean, that's there. No, no, no questions. But I don't think that's what the heart of the movie is. I don't think it's a cynical movie. Solid, solid ten. Um, and not my favorite Billy Wilder movie, though. I will say, I, I, th- I think maybe maybe Sunset Boulevard. Is it? I don't know. This is definitely my favorite comedy of his, though. It, it's so good. I, I'm, I'm just so glad I, I made myself watch this movie at, at some point and didn't hate it for Billy Wilder winning the Oscar over Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Things to get over. Oh, well, if you love this movie, you're definitely not going to like what... Uh... <laughs> well, with, with what you just said, you're not going to like this part. Uh, they say uh, director Billy Wilder's customary cynicism is leavened here by tender humor, romance, and a genuine pathos. Okay, like, okay, so... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, no, yeah. I, I get that. I, I'm on board with that one. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Rotten Tomatoes brings us in certified fresh with a 93% tomato meter and a 94% audience score. People love this movie. Yeah, man, it's fun. Good movie. I think if you approach this movie with a sense of cynicism, then you don't understand what this movie is trying to convey. Like, the the amount of realism and, like... Hey, we all know what these happy-go-lucky romance stories should be and have been and could be. This is for for a movie made in 1960. I don't feel like I've experienced another story that approached like the the rom-com with such like sometimes shit goes wrong, sometimes shit doesn't feel good, and you might still find each other in the midst of it. In in the way that this movie handles with such nuance and subtlety, perhaps the cynicism is about all of the men cheating on their wives. Yeah, yeah. I think that maybe that's what they're referencing. There's a there's a, there's a lot of fucking assholes out there. Yeah, I know. I don't know, but you, you have to have that in order for Jack Lemmon to stand out, though. Like that's just no. I know you have to have it, and, and no, no, no. I mean, I think it works, but I think that's why people were initially upset is because it's sort of. Uh, flagrant, uh, you know, showing yeah. you how these men just don't care. How open it is and yeah, how heartless yeah. they are. I don't know. Well, well, actually, and so sort of on that, I absolutely love that it's just like these four men doing this and everybody else is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And so I actually really <laughs> liked that because, again, sort of in our, our current culture, if something like that happens, it's sort of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like good for you. Whereas in this movie, everyone's like, no, stop. Like, <laughs> don't, don't like you're like, not only are you going to kill yourself, but you're like, you're hurting other people now. Like, stop doing this. 
That Kristen, that, I mean that—that's exactly why I don't see it as, as cynicism. You just explained it for me. Yeah, like these people reacting and noticing it doesn't yeah. it, it automatically makes it—it's it, not cynical. You know what I mean? Right. Like because no. we're in yeah. on it. Yeah. We know what yeah. they're saying, and the, we we understand the filmmakers are not saying that that's how everything is. Okay. Yeah. Right. I just think that's where the initial, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that is where the initial controversy came from because I mean, when you described this movie to me, yeah, you said it actually sort of the same way. It was about a guy who runs out of his apartment uh, to people who want to, you know, have sex. And I was just like, Oh, okay. This is... <laughs> uh, but, but you know, there's just so much more to it than just that, you know? Right, right. The the assumption that like, oh, he's doing it because he wants them to do this thing, and like we're okay with them doing these things. It seems it, it's 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 the implicit bias that we have to like address in ourselves when we watch a, a film like this, and and that's what makes I think art like this stand up to fucking sixty years of time is that we can still after so much time look at this and have our own assumptions going into it and then watch it and realize that no 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 they're actually saying something different than you might think they they are and you need to like take it for what they're actually putting on screen and how things are going and that is what makes this movie so brilliant to me and what makes it stand up to time wow there you have it also it is number a one hundred and one on the uh, top two fifty on IMDb. So, nice. yeah, well done, well done. It deserves still it. holding up. <sighs> Absolutely. Well, with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail dot com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at Check the Gate or on Twitter at Jared B Callen. Griggs, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Christian? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And I'm on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, tonight we're going to close out the show with track number one from the Apartment soundtrack titled Main Titles. And this is from Composer. And this is from Composer. I'm not making this up. Adolf Deutschmann. That's a made-up word. You made up that word. Enjoy. Change your sheets, people. 